This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Please be seated. Thank you, choir, for that beautiful, rousing song. I hope you'll sing it again soon and then encourage us to dance. Because I think some of us, even Mary Lee was out there kind of whooping it up. So that's wonderful. We gather today as members of the Cal Lutheran community. We're people of many nations and cultures, religions, ethnicities, and languages, yet we're together in this one place to learn together and to benefit from the relationships that develop over time, where strangers indeed become friends. So we celebrate our diversity as a sign of God's welcome of us. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 15. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down oneself, one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you, I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commandments so that you may love one another. Here ends the reading. Thank you for coming this morning, and thank you for um, giving me the opportunity to talk about a subject that is dear and warm to my heart. It's hospitality. It's something that I have lived my entire life by, and I raised two sons to believe in and practice. Hospitality is a crucial element of Christianity. It's presented to us in the Bible as a sacred, rewarding process of receiving strangers and making them welcome to home, guests, guests. The Torah, ascribes great importance to the mitzvah of hospitality to guests. When one extends hospitality to guests, he or she is welcoming human beings who are created in God's image and is, in effect, honoring the divine presence. In Islam, hospitality is a symptom of faith. It involves the triangle with host, guest, and God as corners. Nourishment is viewed as a right rather than a gift, and the duty to provide it is a duty to God, not to the stranger. Offering hospitality is fundamental to the Hindu culture. Providing food and shelter to a needy stranger is a duty. Hospitality is fundamental to the Sikh faith. Eating together knits the community and symbolizes a Sikh's personal rejection of discrimination and prejudice. Since it is a key tenant in these religions and more, maybe hospitality is a part of human nature which transcends religion, a part of what it is to be good and moral in this world. In my native language, Arabic, hospitality means generosity, or al-karam. In the words of the Lebanese author Khalil Jubran, whose book, The Prophet, you might have seen in some churches around the country, he says that generosity is giving more than you can, and pride is taking less than you need. In Lebanon, we are proud of our tradition of hospitality. We consider it an honor to have a guest in our house. 
And you should not be alarmed if a Lebanese person invites you for the first time you meet them to their house for a meal. It's common in my country. You can smell hospitality in the aroma of cardamom that we add to our kahwa that we have offer you when you come to visit our house. You can definitely taste hospitality in the olives and the, and the tabbouleh and the hummus and the moist lamb and the baklava that we offer you when you come for a visit. And we insist you stay for a meal, whether you're hungry or not. We can feel hospital, you can feel hospitality in the warm look and the welcoming hug that you get when you see someone even that you have not met before. My dad, rest his soul in peace, has made our small apartment in Beirut a resting place for parents visiting the American University of Beirut campus to turn in housing applications. Some of these parents have not even met my dad. They have heard about him in the neighboring villages, villages similar to the small one I grew up in southern Lebanon. We were Christians living in Muslim West Beirut. We never asked our guests their religious beliefs. They were all welcome. Hospitality is what we do best even when we are in the midst of a sectarian war. It defines us as a culture, no matter what religious belief we hold. On September 8, 1984, I arrived in the San Francisco airport after my parents insisted I leave at the airport. I didn't want to go. It was very difficult coming to a whole new country at a young age as a woman from a very, very small village. And I came from a country that was torn by war. I didn't know all the beauty that is waiting for me in this country. Like many others before me and many after me, I have been completely astounded by the hospitality of the Americans who invited me to their homes and to have Passover dinners even at their homes. Yesterday, one of my students at the International Fair, I insisted he tries the challah bread and he said, have you had it before? I said, yeah, at, at, at a Jewish meal at house. He said, you've been to a Jewish house? I said, yes, yes. He's right there, right, Andrew? You did ask me that. You did. But he had a big slice of the challah bread. I saw him. On July 25th, 2001, I became a citizen of this great nation. I value all the freedoms, all the rights, all the things that you guys take for granted. I value every single breath of fresh air, every peaceful moment that we can see. This, the United States, my second home country has always been viewed as a pillar of hospitality in the world. We welcome people of all nationalities and faiths and ethnicities. We don't turn away political and humanitarian refugees in spite of all the hardships that might place on us who live in America in the interest of espousing freedom everywhere. The spirit, this spirit is best embodied by the phrase engraved and the pedestal supporting the Statue of Liberty. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. I am humbled by the noble spirit of those who are hospitable even when doing so can bring them harm. Just think of those who risked their lives when they helped to shelter the Jews during the Nazi reign of terror in Europe. Genuine hospitality comes from within one's soul. It requires kindness and compassion. It gives back tremendous joy. It is contagious in a small community like CLU. Some of my students, have commented along the years how they have learned from me to share, to be compassionate, to help those who are not fortunate as they are. Just recently, I received an email from Maddie, one of my students who just graduated last year, and she was telling, keeping me abreast of what is happening in her life, and she said, I miss you, Dr. King, no one feeds me. <laughs> yeah, I am known sometimes to split my sandwich into three, four, five, six pieces. Last week, we, we split a banana into five. We had five students working in my office. Hospitality lives and thrives as we speak. 
In Harrisburg, Virginia, Trisha Summers, a 45-year-old single mom who had no family to turn to, was diagnosed earlier this year with a very rare type of terminal cancer. With no family around and while recovering at a procedure, she was visited twice by a nurse who was very sweet, very compassionate. In Trisha's words, she said, I felt an angel was in my room when she walked in. When she was told that she might not be able to see her eight-year-old son celebrate his ninth birthday because she was really at a very far stage in the cancer, Trisha asked the nurse, will you raise my son when I die? Not only did the nurse say yes, she and her family invited both mother and son to live with them so that Trisha can spend her last few months or weeks in the comfort of a home or a house that her son will call home for the years to come. They have been living there since May. And when asked why is she doing more than what the mom has asked her, the nurse said, it is what we're supposed to do more than we are asked. The concept of hospitality has, however, changed in the Western world and in the USA in particular. In the face of immigration issues facing this great country, many ordinary people as well as politicians who have the power to make positive change in this world are calling for the closure of borders, for returning children back to abysmal and horrific life conditions. In the face of sexual orientation intolerance, some families have even closed their doors not in the face of strangers, but in the face of their own family members because they don't live the exact same way they live, as if there's a right way and a wrong way to live. In the face of racial tensions everywhere in American cities, some people have used their unfounded fear of strangers to harm them, to intimidate them. Our silence is inexcusable. In a letter Martin Luther King that he sent from the Birmingham jail in 1963 to the moderate Caucasian clergy who opposed his nonviolent demonstrations in America, in Alabama, excuse me, he said, more and more I feel that the people of ill will have used time much more effectively than have the people of goodwill. We will have to repent in this generation not merely for the hateful words and the actions of the bad people, but for the appalling silence of the good people. On the international level, I do understand there are limits to what we can do in this country in the face of all the treacherous crises all over the world, the Boko Haram in Nigeria, the drug cartels everywhere, the Ebola worldwide, Putin and his imperialism, the extreme madness in the Middle East, and much more. The world is full of strangers. That is definitely true, that we might be apprehensive about. But it is filled with many, many good people, decent people, who are looking for the common God, common good, excuse me, and humanity in our diverse worlds. I can only hope as citizens of this great democracy and of this fragile world we live in, we will always be tolerant, hospitable, and generous in spirit. In the words of Gandhi, you must be the change you wish to see in the world. Thank you. O oh God of all, with wonderful diversity of languages and cultures, you created all people in your image. Free us from fear that we may see your face in the faces of our neighbors, both near and far. Holy One, you call us to love one another as you loved us. Give us a heart to honor and serve our sisters and brothers. Shape us into a community of respect and affection. God of compassion, walk alongside all who work to create a more just and peaceful world. Teach the world's leaders to forgive, to extend welcome across borders, 
Show the world a new path beyond greed, oppression, and division. We pray for a world united. Creating God, your name is written on every leaf, every bird, every river, every stone, every living being. We praise and worship you for the magnificence of your creation. Make us attentive to the wounds of the earth and willing to work for the healing of the whole creation. Amen. Ose shalom b'imomav, hu yase shalom, aleinu ve'al kol tevel. May the one who makes peace in high heavens make peace for all of us in the Middle East and the entire world. And let us say, Amen. Amen.